This episode is recorded on Jar Jar Wurrung country and we want to pay our respects to the original creatives of this land and their elders past, present and future. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Country Creatives. We are your hosts, Caleb and Reese, And we are talking today about burnout. Pretty heavy topic, Reese. Yeah, um, we've both been through burnout before. Yeah. My my experience pretty recent. Yeah. Currently on the back end, I think I've uh, made some good headway. And uh, your experience is from a um, a little bit longer ago, and I've really appreciated uh, our chat, which um, has given me a few tips and tricks. Come on. Well, I hope you get something out of this episode. It covers a lot of topics, uh, but we'll just leave you right to it. important episode i think caleb a really big topic burnout massively huge topic uh and one that i think will land with a lot of creatives specifically yeah i um recently was talking to a mate who's a creative who didn't really know what burnout was oh my golly and gosh can i talk to him and and pick his brain <laughs> yeah well I was talking to him about burnout because he was on the path towards it. I oh, said, dude, you got to be careful. No. You could be leading straight to burnout with this kind of uh, work ethic. And he was like, what? what What's that? Burnout? Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't realise people hadn't heard of it before. That is fascinating. I would generally guess that someone who has never experienced it may be pretty early in their journey, but I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe it's just a, a term not everyone has heard of. All right, so for those who are out there and listening and going, uh, what on earth are you talking about, Reese and Caleb? Reese, what is burnout? I would say it's just that feeling of working yourself to the bone mm. and then not being able to work at that capacity or have an interest in doing any kind of work because you've <laughs> yeah. kind of burnt you've burnt all that energy and it's really hard to replenish it and i don't know i think it has different ways that it evolves and for different people and the process and what burnout is can kind of change from person to person but yep and um, the reason why i thought i'd bring this topic up for us to chat about is i feeling i felt burnout recently and potentially still feeling it yeah um and so for me the meaning of burnout is just not being able to achieve the same amount of energy and enthusiasm and effort yep. that I could say three months ago when I was at the peak of um, doing doing an awesome work. What Did I miss anything in the meaning of burnout there? Do you think? No, that was pretty good. Uh, I would say it's characterized by a feeling of lethargy, just feeling real a bit aimless, um, like you've lost your passion for the 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 creative work or the work in general and lacking purpose. 100%. You just <laughs> explained how I, how I felt a few months ago, mate. <laughs> Before we dive into this, uh, I've got a fun little thing I like to do is just look up dictionary definitions. We've totally covered it, but uh, what the dic dictionary says on this one is ruin one's health or become completely exhausted through overwork or... Number two definition is to completely destroy a building or vehicle by fire so that only a shell remains. <laughs> <laughs> so we're definitely talking about the first one. <laughs> but also as visual people, the analogy of that <laughs> yes. visual just feels like it's so fitting. Oh, it doesn't it? I'm keen to hear about your experience, Reese. You said you've you've 
come you're kind of you've been in this place really recently and not sure if you're out of it yet tell me tell me a little bit about what that's felt like and how you found yourself in this place yeah i think it's a pretty common story for uh for 2022 in general you know the end of lockdown saw everyone want to do everything all at once and it's kind of be i've i've spoken to quite a few people who've who feel the same in the way that the overload of work lockdowns were ended and everyone wanted to catch up and and fit two years worth of inactivity into six months Mm. and so that first six months of 2022 i think a lot of people just worked to the bone and they're like oh well i'm all fresh because i have i've had a bit of a break and (laughs) then they just we went from nothing to everything all at once so yeah that's kind of what it felt like for me i think and just probably me personally a bit of an unhealthy work ethic where i wasn't really looking out for myself and taking the time away from it it just felt like getting up early working all the way through having some food breaks lunch breaks or whatever and then working late and just never switching off from it and even if you do switch off i think this is the trouble with creative workers and self-employed people is even when you do switch off you're still thinking how am i going to get that done or when am i going to get that done and when how i got to send that invoice and i've got to do all of the things that i have to do to run a business uh-huh yeah this is so familiar even though it's been a while for me i was 100 percent in that exact same spot have experienced burnout before and uh, a lot of the things you're saying that led you there very familiar the most um, the one that that rings true for me the most was that I it was early on in business I'd been going for a couple of years and I wasn't making any money but I was putting in the hard yards and I was never switching off and it, it kind of got to the stage where the honeymoon period of my business journey had ended. The novelty of working for myself had gone out the window and all I was left with was just really hard work for little reward and I had no life balance. I had no work-life balance. That's what really um, rang true in what you're saying is that I was just on all the time. And that was fine when I was, you know, starting things up because, you know, I I felt like that's acceptable. I've got all this energy for a new endeavor and I need to put in a little bit of extra effort, a lot of extra effort to gain some momentum. There is that um, initial starting phase in a business or in an endeavor when it's when it's kind of kicking over from a hobby or an interest or you know yep. and stepping into a practice or you know yep. uh, something that you're trying to make a living out of where you've just got all this energy and it just yeah. it comes out it just drives you and you yeah. don't even don't even realize obviously yep. i think yeah. both of us you don't even realize that you're working yourself to the bone in an unhealthy way no i had no clue no mm. just found myself rocking up to work to the office and Um, sitting there and just going, I wonder when, what else I could do other than being here. Uh, Maybe I could go next door and get a coffee. Maybe I could, I actually totally did this. I set up a video monitor, a seven inch video monitor on my desk and plugged the Xbox into it (laughs) (laughs) because I I couldn't work out how to connect the Xbox to my iMac. This was how low my motivation was for anything productive. Yeah. Isn't it funny how it becomes so um, almost like becomes a cycle where you're unproductive to the point where you do anything to avoid the work and then 
well, for me, I I was starting to get a, a bit of anxiety and stuff mm. coming on through that. Yeah, the the stress and the worry about being unproductive and putting yourself in a worse position, but oh. not being able to get out of that loop. Yeah, it feels like it's on a just a the downwards loop on a roller coaster, and you just can't get off. Yeah, I I know that feeling because you know I remember there was things I had to do, but I just felt I couldn't do them. And so I'd put it off and I'd put it off until it started getting the consequences for not doing it started getting bad <laughs> and the stress levels just went way higher. And it's, it was kind of probably all perpetuated a little bit bigger than it was in my head, but it felt terrible. Mm. It felt really bad. And just gaining and people would come to me for video ideas and I'd be like, yeah, I'm, I'm fresh out. So I was... <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but that's what's my internal internal existence is going on. Like, it's saying we're empty. Yeah. Or oh, I've got an idea, but is it any good? Could I do it? Oh yeah, like second a bit guessing of yourself. Yeah, yeah, massively. All right. Well, that's that's. I feel like we've covered. That's the lead up to burnout. That's yeah. That, or, yeah, the lead up and how it kind of perpetuates into itself. Yeah. I um. I also found that I was trying to organise myself for a holiday. Ah, yeah. To take two weeks off and go overseas and self-employed with no one else to take the reins while I'm gone. I felt this huge amount of stress to have everything finished to a point where I could just turn everything off and leave it alone and not not work for two weeks. And the stress of that in itself was a lot. And I don't, I don't know what the solution to that is as a business owner. Like, that's a pretty tricky one. Well, it's it's funny you say that because over the last, particularly over the last couple of years, or actually this year, there's been um, a shift in what people are think is okay or willing to allow in terms of projects delaying and things, namely because you cannot predict when someone's going to get the spicy cough. Mm. And when they get it, there's nothing you can do about it. It's just, okay, whatever plans I had, they're not, they're not going to happen in the next at least two weeks. Yeah, you've got everything as soon as especially multifaceted projects with like many <laughs> stakeholders. Yeah. It only takes one person in that, uh, in yeah. that, in that link yeah. to break and then bang, there's two weeks and then another person gets it and then you're a <laughs> yeah. month behind. Yeah, that's right. I think there's a bit of an understanding or better understanding of how things are actually able to shift without the world ending. If something has to be delayed, it just has to be delayed. Even if it's a you know a big marketing plan and a campaign that you, everything's a lot of things are riding on, if it has to be delayed, lose a little bit of money, maybe you you some people might be upset, maybe. But really, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> We'll get through this. You will get through this. And I think that has been a bit of a, a, a sentiment or an experience of a lot of people having been forced to have breaks in things that my encouragement would be to lean into the belief that it's okay to have things have a break in in the middle of them. Because this happens, it's a common thing that happens at the end of the year, right? There's this thought pattern that nearly, I reckon nearly everyone experiences. I want to get it done before Christmas. Why? So that I don't have to think about it while I'm on holidays and so that I'm not picking up something that's half done at the start of the new year. It's just like a clean end. You're like, Mm. I want to get everything completed by the end of the year so I can start afresh in the new year. The reality is if you uh, don't get something done, what's going to happen? You know, if if it doesn't have to get done, it doesn't have to get done. I find it fascinating because there's nothing really forcing that belief or reinforcing that belief. 
other than uh, a project-specific deadline that, you know, something has to be released before, like, on this date. But there are a lot of things that you could just literally just go, cool, we're just putting the tools down for two weeks, three weeks, and we'll pick them up again when we come back. What your story made me think of was, did you have to finish everything before you left? Or could you just say, hey, team, I'm out for two weeks. I'll be back. Well, I did say that ah, at some point. There you go. Like I let it, got- I, I sort of let everyone know that a pretty definite break in my availability. But I, I probably wanted to, to be honest, I'd probably procrastinated on a few too many things that had ah. led me into this stage of ah. like, oh shit, now I've really got to crunch on this or I'm right. going to kind of be way behind when I get back and I'm not ah. going to be able to de-stress on my holiday. I'll right. still be thinking the things that I should have done before I left. So okay. a little bit of self-destruction in there as well. You know? <laughs> I didn't really realise that I was at that point of burnout at that stage. Like, you know, I went on the holiday, this is going to be great. Turned the email notifications off, got a new SIM card because I was in the UK. So there was no, I literally just disconnected from everything, which was just the best thing. Yeah. Two weeks over there, had a, went over to see my brother Tyler for his 30th birthday. He lives over in London. We partied up, had a good time, ate, drank, rode e-bikes around London and just sort of really had a relaxing holiday not one of those holidays where you're like it's so busy doing stuff you need a break from your holiday it was yeah. like literally just naps food drink naps a little bit of sightseeing and like went to portugal had a good time should have probably done four weeks instead of two uh-huh. but you know yeah, that yeah, was yeah. all good hindsight and when i got back you know that boulder that we all push up the hill yeah and we just always pushing this boulder to the top of the hill and yeah. then it well the boulder had stopped it was not – I had not rolled the boulder for two weeks. It felt like a monumental task to mm. then push push this boulder again. And I guess on the positive side, I had ticked off a few jobs that had allowed me to kind of just go, oh, well, at least I don't have this huge workload to come back to. But there were jobs on the table that I just felt like I was just absolutely having to drag myself out of bed. I think on the outside, people might not have really – noticed or realized unless you're inside by a close circle I it's it's just business as usual but it was just insanely hard to get the motivation to do anything and once you start you're kind of like okay well I'm in it I'm I'm ticking along it's okay I'm I was doing bare minimum to get through but I realized that I needed to to just have a bit of a break and I had a few really good chats with people and um one of them was Vern Hardy from the Connected Circus and he's um He's a, he's a legend. We should get him in for a chat yes. to talk about health and well-being at Definitely. some point. He'd be really good, but he just said, just be kind to yourself mm. for a bit. Mm. It's okay to stop and just look and reassess and regain your energy. Like mm. It will come back. Just don't be hard on yourself and don't feel like you have to push through when you feel like shit. Reese, did it take you going on a holiday to realise that you needed a holiday? Oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> the holiday felt like a task at first because I was like, <laughs> I'm working up to this thing and like yeah. the anxiety of going on the holiday and sitting everything aside. I was like, what was I? I should have just been looking forward to it and yeah. just, you know, but on the holiday it was like, oh, my God, this is Great. this is fantastic. Yeah. But yeah, picking it back up afterwards was really, really hard. And I feel like I've only just really come back in with a bit of energy at the moment. But I was I was wanting to ask, mate, when you hit your... Because you're probably talking about like 2017. So a few years ago, mm. what did you find like when you were at the depth of your yeah. the pit of burnout? Yeah, when I got to the pit. <laughs> like how did you, you realise? And then what did you do to turn it around? I realised, I reckon, through a a few different ways. My experience of life, I've always been a very positive and joy-filled 
person. If you can't hear that in Caleb's voice on the podcast, <laughs> then what are you listening to? <laughs> Sorry, continue. <Thanks>. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was not feeling that way. <laughs> so I knew something that was wrong there. I was not enjoying my life. I was mm. not enjoying what I was doing. Um, and enjoying what I do is one of my highest values. If it's not fun or fulfilling, then there's there's not a lot of purpose. <laughs> um, that's one of my highest values. So I realized that I was not enjoying work and I was not enjoying creating videos. And I had the stress of needing to provide for my young family or, you know, I'd just been married fairly recently, a couple of years into marriage and and I was not doing a good job at providing. So that was pretty stressful. I I recognised that all I wanted to do when I was at work was just not do work. <laughs> so there were some big flags, some big red flags. Bringing the Xbox into work, that's probably a big red flag. <laughs> but I've, I've hit rock bottom here and I'm, I'm using the video equipment to play a game. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Was it was it an outside did someone point that out to you that like, hey, is something's got something's up with you, or did you sort of realise yourself? I definitely uh, realised before anyone else did, and I think that's one thing you touched on earlier. You can be pretty good at hiding things and putting on a brave face, or you know, when someone asks you, "What are you up to?" Oh, yeah, yeah, lots going on. You know, I'm just, yeah, I'm in the grind. You know, whatever. You, you, there's a million different things you can say that really mean nothing. Insert generic answer yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, and you yeah, you come away and you're like I gave that person no information and I got none. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pointless interaction. I uh, I had obviously Sammy was very close to my wife and and she helped recognize and process some things as I wasn't half as self-aware back then um, but I was still able to, to process things out with her and and um, discover what was going on but it was such a process it was not clean like it was it was full-on like how long are you talking that it took to sort of get from being a bit of a feeling in that slump to sort of like going all right I gotta do something I would have said looking back it was probably about six months before I got my quote mojo back yeah yeah okay mojo back so what did it take to get to what did it take oh great I I actually completely forgot about all of this until I was thinking back and preparing for this episode and I had to ask Sammy I was like what happened that meant I got out of that again because I can't even remember. It was a couple of really key things. I was working so much in the business that I wasn't really doing anything else fulfilling outside of work. That was where I was uh, looking to to gain all of my fulfillment pretty much mm. because I wasn't getting any from there. Like there was no sense of reward or success or fulfillment. That's one of the massive contributing factors to what led me to be in this pit of burnout and have no passion for it anymore. So I actually rejoined the army. <laughs> Funnily enough, I was looking back and I remember going on a search for meaning and fulfillment in other places than work. So I re I released Hebron Films from the responsibility to fulfill me mm. because it, it was not at a stage that was, you know, financially successful and 
uh, I was too close, you know, I couldn't see the forest for the trees. I was just in the thick of it and I didn't have a way to to step out and see a bigger picture. So I just had to remove myself, not from the activity and the, the um, drive to actually continue doing the work that I needed to do, but I, I had to remove the expectation that I was going to get fulfillment and joy from this place and I needed to reintroduce balance in my life so I reduced the amount of hours I was working which was like a hundred you know back to something normal yeah um, I put some boundaries around my day but then yeah I joined the army um, I I was in the army since I was 22 and I'd taken a break and I thought nah I need to get back into something outside of work and you mean the reserves yes 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 so part-time um, soldiering so that was that was one um, massive thing when you say that I'm thinking bam there's your connection back to a community or a tribe oh, like big you've, time. you've speaking from experience you tend to kind of isolate yourself because you're yeah. too busy to yeah. have mates and to have a connection socially yeah. and especially with people outside of that circle yeah. who don't care or know about videography or <laughs> muralism or whatever it is like you you're not talking to anyone outside of those circles where you can just forget yeah. about what it is that you what it is that you do so yep, um, yeah connecting back into a tribe or a community that's that's a great huge first step that was a great first step the other thing that that didn't really tackle my issue that i had in losing the passion f- for creativity mm. i felt empty in my creative cup and i was trying to give out and there was nothing going in mm. and that's a that's a trap that will lead you to burnout nearly every single time if you're not f- filling your creativity cup and you're just giving out with you know projects that you know you didn't think of and they're you know they're not super fulfilling or whatever you you are providing a service you are giving out of your creativity but if you're not filling that then that's going to lead to an empty an emptiness an emptiness in in the well, you know, working on the uh, burnout analogy, it's like try expecting a fire to burn without putting any wood on it. Oh, that's right. So um, what what did I do for creativity? It was I set aside one morning a week where I would work on a personal creative project. And I had a very specific project that I worked on. It was a writing project for a feature film. And that's that was something that kind of reignited my sense of purpose because that's a dream I have for the future and that I wasn't working on and I'd just left it you know I'd I'd forgotten about it and I was not doing anything else that was just for me is that interesting yeah for you even though it is exerting your creativity it's in a way that's um, more fulfilling because you get to play and experiment and enjoy yeah and there's something completely different that being creative can fill your creativity cup but it's how you're creative it's that creative process is not necessarily just you giving out of yourself it is uh, you engaging in a, a process where there are external forces at play it's not just you spending creative energy on something there's there's a fulfilling element i don't know if anyone's relating to this at all i'm not doing a very good job of explaining it but there for me this writing project was something that i did that was able to help me rediscover my passion for 
creativity and it was flexing something on the inside of me that had not been worked. It was something that was just purely creative. It didn't have any other purpose, really. It, it feels like maybe this is a reoccurring thought between a lot of creators. The reason we get into it is because we love it and yeah. because we yeah. enjoy it and because we don't really know why we care about it, but we do. Yeah. And it, when you turn it into a business, you care about it because you have to make money. And then, <laughs> and so all that passion yeah. that we've grown up as being creative kids yep. into creative adults, we lose what we've always loved about it. Yeah, you know what I think it is, is when you're doing something for someone else, not for you, it's not an internal motivator, it's mm. an external motivator, it draws on that creativity a completely different way. And uh, perfectly put, when you rely on it for a source of income, then a whole lot of extra baggage comes with mm. and attaches itself to that creativity. It's a lot of pressure, a lot of anxiety, potential anxiety when things are tight that um, attach itself to your creati creativity. And or when you hold on to things too tightly, then, you know, we're, if we talk about table tennis, right? <laughs> Our joint love of table tennis. Yes. If you grip your bat too hard and you're trying to force all these shots to work, it's it's going to tense you up and it's going to turn your game into slop. Yeah, and um, also on the other side of the table, like, you can just smell the desperation. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to suggest that? <laughs> now, look, for all those listeners who have no idea what sort of little dig uh, Reese is jabbing into me there, he is leading on the Emporium uh, Table Tennis Tournament. But only by a fine margin, so I think it's pretty bold of you to be uh, laying down some challenges like that, a little bit of cheekiness. I, I, I didn't really hear any challenge there, mate. I thought you brought up the analogy. I was just <laughs> talking about burnout and, you know, <laughs> struggling with trying to make a living. No. Uh, the create, sorry, we got, we got sidetracked there. Yeah, there, well, there'll be an, a further update when I win that tournament um, and we'll just, we'll just process that together. We'll see. Anyway... <laughs> That's interesting that I can relate a lot to that. My outlet has been uh, painting random stuff with no nothing in mind, just graffiti letters, mm. you know, getting back to something that's just enjoyable mm. with absolutely no care about what people think, if mm. they see it, if they don't, there's just no nothing attached to it. Mm. It's just exerting a bit of a bit of creative energy and finding a bit of finding the fun in in what you like to do. Yeah, I can really relate to that too. What are some of the key things that you've done that are taking steps towards climbing out from the pit, reigniting the flame? Mm. Exercise is a massive one. Oh, good. Just re just getting into back into exercise. Playing some sport, taking the dogs for a walk every day. Amazing how hard it is to initiate that, but how much it really does work. That's so huge. The other thing mm. I for totally forgot about that time of my life is I joined a CrossFit gym. So, you, yeah, spot on. That it, exercise is so powerful for injecting some really good chemical chemicals in your mind and re-energizing, hey? Yeah, I think I think people is that a go to? People mostly know that about exercise, but we don't really we don't really use it to its potential or realize yeah. that we're lacking in it. Yeah. I think there's a lot of times where you, you know, you can know something but you you don't really know it because you're not doing it or you it's 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 a theoretical knowledge rather than experiential knowledge, which is two completely different things. Once you get into it, I'm sure after you've you know, dived back into some regular exercise and experienced the benefit of it, you're like, ah, oh, kind of yeah. rings a bit more true. 
definitely yeah you don't realize that it's missing until you yeah. until you reignite it a little bit yep so that w- that was one thing a little bit of creative pl- play was another thing and i felt like i just with that losing your purpose mm. and i probably have a few other things to digest in my life about about purpose and uh-huh. uh, being a father mm. to a child that I only see every fortnight. Yeah, there's some other probably baggage that I'm dealing with uh, along with that. But yep. with the purpose of what I was doing, I, I kind of lost a little bit of like uh, why a bit of self doubt. Yep. And so I think I just gave myself. I sort of have realigned a few new goals to learn something new, to push myself a little bit into an area that I am not. Yeah. fully experienced with. So That's I've, good. I've given myself a few challenges to grow a little bit. Great. What are some examples of some of those challenges? There's some potential um, career tweaks in the works. Ooh. So it's actually a lot still in like public space activation, but it's a um, yeah. slightly different uh, field of expertise that I'll be learning uh, under another company. Amazing. I'm very, very excited to hear more about that when it's uh, announced. Yeah. It's funny. So an opportunity that I've, this opportunity that we're vaguely talking about now <laughs> um, is one that is going to push me into learning new things, working with new people, taking on new skills, facing new challenges. And the thought of that is like, oh God, I can already feel this energy coming back. Just as soon as this other little door creaked open, mm. so did the so did the one to do with purpose and fulfillment and uh, energy has just flooded back in. And Murphy's Law, of course, the business, the regular Nacho business has just been like ringing, the phone's ringing and the emails <laughs> are coming in and everyone wants to work with us. Like, oh my God. And I'm just sort of like, uh, let's say winding it down, but I'm um, finding new ways to work and bringing on some other collaborators who will probably take a more forward facing role with the business. That's so good. Yeah. Which is a whole new set of challenges challenges, which I'm also wow. keen to pick your brain about at another point. Oh man, there's so much in that. I'm really excited to hear about how you're thinking, uh, about how you're communicating, you know, what, what do you say to people when you've got a restriction coming in your time and you're having less time available for certain types of projects? That's, that's going to be a good conversation. Mm, definitely. So with the new opportunities and new avenues of learning, I've found that that has brought a lot of energy back. And I'm, I'm excited to work on anything again. Even the stuff that I was bored of is like, oh, man, I've kinda, I kind of care about that again, <laughs> which is so strange wow. uh, when you sort of look at it in on reflection in a short period of time. The other thing that I did randomly is, you know, like on Instagram or there's all these there's all these quotes on self-love and oh, yeah. all this stuff and there's yeah. all these ad- – as soon as you start looking at those, you get hit with all these ads uh-huh. from like all these providers who offer – email correspondence to build your mental health and to so i actually saw i was just like i might might as well just sign up to one of these things and see what comes of it yeah so i I signed up to one called neuromotus or something and anyway they send you an email every day with just like the basics on dealing with burnout and overthinking oh my goodness you were just like met with uh exactly what you needed well, I guess so. The more um, inspirational memes you look at on Instagram, <laughs> the algorithm is like, oh, this guy. This guy needs some inspiration. Like, oh, this dude is depressed. Let's <laughs> hit him with all of these ads for, you know, <laughs> therapy and uh, all this other stuff. So yeah, it's, 
it's probably ridiculous how true that is for everyone. As soon as you start reading, you yeah. know, the echo yeah. chamber. Oh, yeah, yeah. Starts to, but I actually found that quite a helpful echo chamber yeah. because yeah. it was throwing me all this content about like self-help and wow. um, identifying overthinking and stress and whatever. Come on. So I was like, oh, I just started absorbing more content yeah. around how can I approach this? And a lot of it's just garbage and you sort of just yeah. – you re- it goes in one ear, it goes out the other. But mm. every now and then you something hits a nerve and you're like, oh, I'll take notice of that. Like, yeah, that mm. is a good thought pattern. Like, that is a good mantra. Or that is, you know, how am I going to realign my thought patterns to be more positive? And yeah, there's something really important to touch on here is that I, I believe if you're stuck in this place internally, you're going to have a really hard time trying to get out of it by drawing on something internal. The answer is very rarely going to come from within you. <laughs> yeah, it's like you need to rely on external forces to help get some yeah. energy and grasp onto something yeah. else to drag you out. Yeah, why would you not? Like it, it's so important, I think, to... Uh, actually actively look for help and and just shake off any shame or stigma there might be about about feeling burnt out or feeling like you're struggling because it's such a common thing like and we're getting to the stage I think in culture where there's a fair amount more of a understanding that people aren't good all the time that you're going to struggle with things and when you're struggling you need to get some help with that mm. Yeah, or don't be ashamed to get some help with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, totally. And, yeah, just absorb some things that are actually going to make you think about things that you've never thought about or introduce kind of exercises that you've never gone through or questions you've never asked yourself. Well, it's funny that you say go through these exercises because this these email thing that was sending to me every day, you know, like, let's start doing your daily planner. Jot down your daily journal. I didn't do it. Oh, but you didn't. I... <laughs> I feel like signing up to this thing, hitting subscribe and like paying the $100 or whatever it is, just that action was like, I'm doing something. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm taking a step. And so I didn't do the daily journal that it told me, Yeah, but I kept reading the emails and it was just reinforcing this thing of go easy on yourself. Mm. It's it's okay to feel a slump. Like, what are you going to do to get out of it? Like, don't forget to do your exercise today. And actually, that was the biggest reminder for the first seven days was like, yep. have you done your daily exercise? It's like, yeah, I have. All right, cool. I've, I'm doing something. Yeah, that's good. And uh, it really, I think once I hit go on subscribing to that thing, mm. my mindset had shifted into like, no, I'm not just going to stay in this like, it feel, I don't know, burnout and depression and overthinking, it all has this like weirdly oh, yeah. overlapping kind of sensation yeah, to it. Yeah, it's common kind of commonalities to all those nasty things yeah so when i decided i was going to change it uh by doing this signing up to this thing that felt like a big move in a direction yeah i can feel i can see scenes from films like rocky and gladiator just like you know it's that pivotal shift where you're like i'm not gonna stay in this place i'm taking the power back (laughs) i can totally see it Yes, it's like I'm gonna take control of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, but like that was a small shift, and it, it, I think, it went a long way. And now Mm. they're still sending me emails. 60, 70 days later and I'm not reading them and just putting them in an <laughs> inbox wow. and I'm going to use them in, if I need that extra Good. kick at yeah. some point. That's so great. I love that, Reese. I think you can never do too much work on yourself. You can get, you can definitely get um, strange and, and a bit self-focused, but <laughs> I would say know 
our honest, genuine work on self-development is time wasted. That is yeah. so important to continue to thrive as humans because we will face new challenges. As creatives, we will always be faced with something new. And if you're just like expecting that your experience of life to date is going to carry you through for the rest of your life, that's a little bit silly, I reckon. <laughs> it's, it's quite frustrating that self-awareness means you're more aware of how shit you're feeling. Or like, <laughs> I was like, oh, is, isn't ignorance bliss? Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But then also the people who are ignorant and don't um, have oh. any emotional awareness oh, can boy. be quite annoying to deal with. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a path you just don't want to go down. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it is bliss, but thinking about being the only one who doesn't realise that you're a terrible person to be around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the ignorance, who cares? Ignorance. I don't care. I don't even know that people think that. <laughs> anyway, it would be nice to be um, ignorant on all this stuff, but also not a terrible person. Yeah, look, it doesn't work like that, Soz. No, I am... Um, that's another thing I think that if anyone is out there feeling this this way, they feel like they're in the pit now, mm. uh, reaching out to people who either you might know that they've had a similar experience or you might have an inkling that they will be receptive to talk to. It's really annoying when people tell you how to get over it or uh, tell you, yeah. oh, no, you're all right. Like, <laughs> no, no, you, you're good at what you do. Just, just do it. <laughs> Talking to people who are just going to listen and um, – mm and maybe share their insights on when how they felt shit before and how they got through it or how, yep. you know. Yeah, just have an expectation that it's a journey. There's no quick thing that's going to instantly snap you out of it. it you're going to have to take a journey, and it's so much better to journey things out with other people. Isolation will breed terrible mental health every single time. Yeah, definitely. Well, I hope that's been insightful for... Everyone listening, I appreciate that you shared with me some of the some of the harder times in your life, Caleb, and also Thanks, that you've listened to some of my problems oh. in a very open and engaging way. Yeah, thanks for being vulnerable and uh, sharing your your process with us, Reese. It's really cool. All right, thanks, Caleb. Let's uh, let's chat again soon. Thanks for taking the time to join us for another episode of Country Creatives. If this episode brought up any difficult things for you, please know that there are lots of support available to you and we'd encourage you to call Lifeline on 13114 or Beyond Blue on 1300 224 636. They're the services available for you in Australia or look for any organisations like that wherever you find yourself in the world. Country Creatives is conceived and hosted by Reese Hendy and Caleb Maxwell. It's produced by me, Amy Chapman, with the invaluable support of Emporium Creative Hub. For all past episodes, show notes, and to contact us, please visit emporiumcreativehub.com.au slash podcast. We look forward for you joining us for our next episode in a couple of weeks' time. Take care.